I was driving to church this morning. I was alone in my car, not too often that my family is ill. But I was driving this morning, and I was thinking about what a great reunion. I was thinking about Shannon. I know that Shannon's getting ready. Shannon King, a lot of us know him, is getting ready to part this life. And I was thinking about it, and Patty, I never thought I'd see you this morning. I was thinking about all of those that I grew up with that has passed over. And the rest of us are getting close to that age, right, Ken? A lot of us grew up together here in the church. Uh, we were in a youth group together at Asbury. And we've had a lot of those folks that has passed on. There's just a small handful that remains there. But what a glad reunion morning that we will have one day. I'm looking forward to that. And as I watched Shiloh and Tim sing, I never knew a grandparent except one, and she died when I was six. My grandparents were all deceased because my parents were older when I was born. So I never grew up having a grandparent to know what that was like to even be a grandparent. But I can tell you that we have a great heritage this morning. And if you were raised knowing Jesus Christ as your personal savior as a young child and you're not following him today, get a hold of it, get back to it. And if you are, thank God for your heritage this morning. Arms stretched out so wide Barely hanging on to life Left to suffer on your own You came for all mankind To bridge the great divide But somehow ended up 
Because of all the blood and tears you shed, I won't ever have to know that kind of loneliness. Your spirit never leaves me, even when I'm hurting. I don't have to bear that burden on Because of you, I'll never walk alone. You came here as a man, so I know you understand what it's like to walk these roads. My problems, they don't compare to the cross you had to bear but you take them as your own because of all the blood and tears you shed I won't ever have to know no kind of loneliness your spirit never leaves me even when I'm hurting I don't to be is alone when you feel no one cares and no one's there but God's presence wants to come so precious to be with you and comfort you in this time and because of you oh I'll never walk I'll never walk alone Yesterday's gone. Oh. 
in the eye of the storm when my hopes and dreams are far from me and i'm running out of faith i see the future i picture slowly fade away and when the tears of pain and heartache are pouring down my face i find my peace in jesus name in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the war you guard my soul you alone are the anchor when my sails are child away and there's nothing I can do my only hope is to trust in you I trust you Lord in the eye of the storm you remain in control in the middle of the In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And in the middle of the war, you guard my soul. You alone are the anchor when my sails are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. River left my burdens on the shore. I went down a sinner, came up a saint, died with Christ. Now I'm reborn. Yes, he washed me in his mercy and he cleansed me with his blood. Now I stand complete. I have been set free. I found life there in the flood. Not the same, I am changed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. By His grace, I am saved. I'm His child forever, I am. Hallelujah. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Now I have the living water from the well that won't run dry. All the pangs of life have been satisfied by the precious blood of Christ. 
not the same. I am changed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, by His grace. I am saved, I'm His child forever, I am. Hallelujah. Redeemed by the blood of the places where I want your name. Show me the love. I say I believe. Oh Lord, I lay down. Help me to live in doubt. Oh, let this be victory in my Savior's loss, and in the crimson flowing from the cross, pour over me. 
I'll tell of his favor and I'll tell of his love. I'll tell, I'll tell of his goodness, his goodness to me. He purchased my redemption with his own precious that precious blood from sin from sin I am set Anybody, Anybody 
usually sponged on a little bit but we'll do our best to get done by 1230 so if you need to run if you have to hurry out or something other you ain't gonna upset me uh, just everybody looks at you funny you know <laughs> no, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding God has been good and today this uh, message I'm sure God intended for it to come forth because the songs have fit everything that I have wrote down just about is fit in spirit. It's not necessarily the words are exact, but I know when they talked about the blood, the Lamb of God, when they talked about what God is doing in the lives, exalting our Savior, this message has got a lot to do with that. I want to... Uh, read something first and I want to bring it up Anna's not here and Anna every once in a while writes something in a bulletin that I look at and I say what is that about but then later on I find out God pointing me that direction Anna wrote some cartoon he put she put a cartoon character in here and it says Zowie I've really messed up this page in the book of my life I need to turn over a new leaf. Shows a guy on there. He's got paint all over his book he's writing in. You'll find that the ink has stained all of the leaves. But Jesus can give you a whole new book. And he will help you write a new story in the ink of righteousness. And I want you to hear that because that jumped out at me when I was reading it because God put me upon this subject. I began to think about, and I've said this before and I want you to hear it again, and I don't say this proudly, I'm ashamed of it. But when I was going through school, if they didn't teach it in phys ed or they didn't teach it in study hall, I didn't get too much learning. You know, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm embarrassed, but I was never good in school. And I never wanted to learn anything. It's almost like it was pulling teeth to tell me to read something, to write something down. I said this before. I don't know, and this is shameful, I don't know that I've read a book other than maybe Little Black Sambo and some little books that we got out of the library that they boycotted now. You can't even read them. But we read little books, and I would get those same little books because I liked the stories. And I liked the ends of them. We'd go to the library every once in a while at, at grade school. And I can remember reading those books. Now, you can say, well, that's pitiful. I don't know that I ever done a report, a book report, right. If it didn't copy it out of the first page of the book and what was on the back, you know. And 
Now, I'm sorry. I know you people that's teachers, you're probably looking at me like, boy, you were really ignorant. Yeah? I skimmed by. And when I got to high school, my uh, <coughs> heavenly father sent my wife to my way because she helped me through high school. <laughs> so she babysitted for me. But can I tell you something? I've, I have seen people that are book readers. And I have seen people that will sit down and they'll read a book in a few days. And I think to myself, i got to get everything in my life set aside to sit and read a book. Now, I can piddle with a puzzle all day long. I love doing those crosswords. I'm going to make it good in the nursing home because they got a lot of them. But the truth is, we like puzzles. We put puzzles out, and I will work them between studying my Bible. I, I like to just run by it. Oh, there, the piece goes running in. I work at them puzzles. I like to do that. I like to see that picture develop. But, you know, some people write beautiful, and it's actual a gift. And I was telling somebody this morning about they found, Jane found a letter that was given to my mother that was from her mother when my grandfather died when I was 11 years old. And it was written by Aunt Myrtle that used to come here that passed away. And my Aunt Myrtle had wrote to Grandma when Grandpa had, pa had passed away and encouraged her in the Lord and wrote a beautiful letter. And I thought to myself, some people's got a gift of writing. Some people, and they, I know they don't need those gifts like they used to because now we do everything on a computer. And if there's a shortcut, you just hit the button and go through the shortcut. But the truth is, people used to write years ago, and they wrote beautiful letters. They wrote books that were beautiful. They wrote biographies and stories. But I want to tell you something. I ain't never wrote a book. And I ain't never hardly read a book. But I got one that I have read. This one here, I've read it all the way through, more than once. Not bragging on myself, but I'll tell you how hard it, hard it was for me to get a hold of this Bible and look at those pages and say, wow, I'll never learn all that. But God has opened my eyes. This week, God said to me, he woke me up and said, my Lord keeps a record. It's an old song that was written years ago, Ken, an old bluegrass song. And I looked it up, and I want to read you just the first part of it because I want you to hear it. You, a lot of you might even know that. There's a few here, not that you're old, but you might have liked those songs, and you listen to them. But it says, my Lord keeps a record of the moments I'm living down here. He knows all about me, all my troubles, my sorrows, my fears. I'm living each moment through the mercy of God's loving grace. Someday he will call me to that wonderful, beautiful place. That's just the first part of it. But that's what God put on my heart. And I had to look that up to remember because the only line I could remember was, my Lord keeps a record. And you know what God said to me? I write the book. Now, I want to tell you something, other. I don't care what your life's about. You might have wonderful children. You might have, like my mother, you might keep every little race we run and every little certificate. We, if they didn't give you a certificate because you was good in school, they gave you one for showing up to school. So I got one for just being there. I found a couple of them where I'd only missed a day or, or I missed a half a day all year. 
So they had to give you some kind of certificate. That's what they gave me. But the real truth is, my mama tried to keep record of us kids, but my Heavenly Father keeps the record. Now, I want you to hear that because I want you to get that in your crawl today. I want you to get it on your understanding that your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. It's been sung here today. The blood of Jesus Christ has paid for you. God had a plan, and in the plan, he included everyone that will come to his son. Why? That is the plan of salvation. He laid down his life for you and I. God sent him. I mean, he knows what I'm talking about. And I want you to re listen to these words. It says in Moses uh, said this back in Exodus 32, right after he had come off the mountain. I'm just going to read a verse or two. You don't have to turn there if you don't want, but I'll tell you where it's at. It's Exodus 32, 32 again and 33. Chapter 32, verse 32 and 33. Moses said this, Yet now if thou wilt forgive their sins, he came off the mountain. You remember what they did. They built a calf. And God was upset. God was going to destroy Israel and start a new people with Moses. But Moses said this, Yet now if thou wilt forgive their sins, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. How many knows Moses knew God wrote a book? How many knows God, uh, Moses knew God was keeping track? You know he's keeping track of you. You don't want your life put up there on the screen. You don't want your life put on these screens, showing everything you thought and everything you did. You don't want it. I don't want it. But my God that knows me anyway, loves me anyway. He knows my faults. He knows my failures. He has known people from the beginning. He created us. He brought us into this life. He gave us life. But he's given us life that we've taken and put sin in, and the sin has brought destruction and separation from God. But God had a plan to bring us back to him through his son. Amen. You ain't never going to be perfect. I ain't perfect. You ain't never going to measure up. Only by accepting what Jesus did for you at Calvary. That's the only way you're ever going to measure up. Quit beating yourself to death and allow the enemy to tell you you ain't changed. You're changed in that I changed my mind. I turned myself around and I'm going to 180. I'm going for Jesus. Amen. And I'm going with all my heart. I'm selling out myself and I'm following him. And he said after that, And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever, whosoever has sinned against me will I blot out of my book. God confirmed to Moses, first time he's talked about God writing a book. You know, Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, but he wrote them under the inspiration of God. Do you think Moses was there when Abraham was going on? Do you think uh, it was just carried down through some paper written down? I will tell you something. He wrote, Moses wrote what the, uh, what the creation was about. You say, well, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you can get over it because I can tell you right now, God had Moses write it, and that's the only information you've got. It's not only God's writing of what he's dealing with man, but it's man dealing with God. If you read this, you'll find out 
Every excuse you make in the world, God has already read it. He's already showed you. Quit making excuses. I got people ahead of you that already made excuses. I wrote them down to give you the opportunity and the example before you. We talked about Sodom and Gomorrah last year. That's an example, uh, last week. That's an example. An example of what happens to a nation that turns and refuses God and lives wicked. You think we're any better? We're not. But God's given us an example to see. In Deuteronomy 30, this is Moses talking to the people, the children, the generation that's going to go into the promised land under Joshua. But he says here in verse 19, one verse, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Do you want the seed behind you to live? I'm going to tell you something. You need to choose life. You need to choose the blessing and the life in Christ. Don't let the enemy tell you. you know, Moses was telling this generation that's going to go in the prayer. It already wiped out the generation before him. But he's telling this generation, you better be faithful to God. Be faithful to who you serve. On down in Job, I want you to hear this. Job, everybody knows the story of Job. He lost everything. In one verse, in the 16th chapter of Job, in verse 19, Also now, behold, my witness is in heaven, Job said, and my record is on high. Job was arguing with his, his friends that come to put him down, tell him there's something wrong in you. That's why you, all this stuff's happened. God's cursing you. God's turned on you. Well, you know what? Job had enough sense to say, my record's on high. My God's got my record. He knows my heart. He knows what I've done. He knows what I've said. He knows what the depths of my belief and my unbelief. I put myself in the hands of God, what Job's saying. My record's on high. Listen to King David. Psalm 56. Thou tellest my wonderings. Verse 8. Thou tellest my wonderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? How many knows David said, God, you put my tears. Why was he weeping? He was weeping because Saul was trying to kill him. King Saul was trying to kill him. And he was weeping over it. And he looks to God and he says, put my tears in your bottle. And I know it's already written in your book. How many knows God's recording everything that happens in your life? Listen to me, young people. Get a hold of this. It's the greatest thing to me that you can hear and get inside of your heart because I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to make up your mind. i got to fight to live for Jesus. i got to fight this old flesh off. i got to fight the enemy. i got to fight the world, and i got to live for Jesus. That's why he gave you life. That's why you're here. David said in 69, 28, He's praying against those that oppose God and, and his righteous people. He says, let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. David said, those that are wicked that are coming against God and coming against God's people, let them be wiped out of your book. 
How many knows David believed God had a book? Listen to this, and it's my best one here. Psalm 139. I like this. David said this, 139.16. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How many knows David knew? God, you've been writing me down ever since I was conceived in my mother's womb. You've been writing down my, my, my hands and my feet and, and my direction, my call, everything about me. You've wrote it down. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Don't you know God's got plans for you? Don't you know how precious you really are to him? You can waste it away with yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. Get a hold of what the one that is writing you down. Every day he keeps track. You mommies and daddies, you watch them little children. Every time one of them whimper in the other room, they can be in the upstairs in another room. But you'll hear them whimper. You'll hear them cry. Do you think our Heavenly Father don't know that you're crying? You think he ain't recording everything that's happened in your life? Don't look back and say, the devil got me. I already ruined my life. I already. Let me tell you something. God knows exactly we were lost people. That's why he sent his son. And if you were lost before, guess what? You ain't lost no more. I found the way. I found the truth. I found the narrow way. I'm walking with Jesus. That's what your life's about. You keep searching. You're looking to fill this hole inside of your heart. You can't fill it without him. He made you. He knows who you are. And if you got your Bible, turn all the way to 1 John, all the way near the end of the Bible, all the way to 1 John. And I want you to hear this because it makes good sense to me. And when I started reading this, I thought, God, you know how to make things clear even in our minds when we don't seem to understand things very well. Listen to the 1 John, the fifth chapter. I want you to hear this. Verse 7, 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. How many knows the plan of God took all three of them? God, the Father, His Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in heaven, they have recorded it all. Praise God. You know the Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do in you. He's waiting to hear the Father say, move him here. Talk to him about this. Convict him about this. Why? Because Jesus paid a price. He became one of us. Listen to what I'm telling you. It's recorded, it says, in heaven. Who are the recorders? Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. He's perfect. He don't have no problems writing down the truth. He already knows what it is. No matter how many times we try to tell it and make it look good to others of how good we are when we really ain't, God knows exactly who we are. And he says, bring yourself to me. It's recorded by God. 
It says the next verse, and there are three that bear witness in earth. Listen to this. The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Now what is that about? Three that bear witness in earth. What do I want the, this earth to bear witness? I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a walking Christian in this life. I'm trying my best to live for God. What is the, what, what is the things that bear witness? The things that bear witness is the spirit. Number one, listen to me. Jesus Christ came and become a man. He was the anointed one. Now listen, the spirit of God was in him. And because he came, the spirit of God was given to us. But number one is the spirit. It's the witness upon this earth. Do you have a witness in you? If you have not the Spirit of God, you're none of His, He says. But He's telling you, the Spirit is the witness inside of you. Don't fight against the Spirit of God. Grasp a hold of Him. When you're sitting there and you watch your little children or your grandchildren and you see them and you begin to weep and say, Oh, God, protect them. Protect them from where they're at. Don't let them be hurt, God. Keep them safe. How many knows our Heavenly Father sees His children? But it says the Spirit bears witness. The water, what is the water? That is Jesus coming in the flesh. Listen to what I'm telling you. He says something bears witness. What bears witness to you and I? If Jesus had not come in the flesh, He could not be our Savior. But He became one of you and me. He was born of a woman. You hear what I'm telling you? He was all human, yet he was also all God. But that was God's plan. He was the first to become that. But he became the one that met, set the path for you and I. And it says by water, it says, what's the witness? That Jesus, that we accept that Jesus come in the flesh. Now you say, where is that at? I'm going to show you something. Look at verse, look, if you look back a chapter, chapter 4. And you look at verse 2. It says, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Uh-oh. Do you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh? Did you know Jehovah Witness don't believe that? Jehovah Witness believe he was an angel. He was Satan's brother. He came in the spirit, not in the flesh. You say, why do you criticize? I'll criticize all of them that talk the wrong way. To me, there's a basic gospel truth, and this Bible's truth. And I look at it like he came in the flesh. Had he not come in the flesh, Carl, none of us would be saved. None of us would be saved. He came as a man. He came, and he laid down. He followed the Father's will. He did it perfectly. Laid down his life and died not for his sin, but for our sins. He became one of us. So I see that as the water. The next one is, in verse 8, he says, and the blood. What's the difference of the witness of the blood on you? That's the witness right there. Won't you hear something? Jesus paid the price. The sacrifice. She sang it, the Lamb of God. Shiloh sang it, the Lamb of God. Remember when Abraham went up on the mountain 
And he said, the Father, he said, where is the offering? God will provide himself a lamb. How many know Jesus was the lamb of God? John said it. Behold the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Let me tell you something. The blood, the only blood that rescues you and me, that's a witness that we're saved, is the blood of Jesus Christ. He is the sacrifice that was accepted by the Father. How many seeds that? See, I look at it and I say, God, you've confirmed it in your word. There's a recording going on. He is recording whether you have the Spirit of God. He's recording whether you believe Jesus came in the flesh. Why? Because that's the most important thing. You have to understand. He had to come in the flesh, and you ain't look, don't look at him as someone that, that you can't reach. He became us to know who we were, to know how to bring salvation to every one of us. And the Father says, I got a witness in earth. The witness is Jesus came, became one of you, and paid the price. The other is he shed his blood. He shed his blood for the New Testament. There's a new way come. How many knows there's a new, a, we're a new people. We're not new people because we turn over a new leaf. That's what that little cartoon was saying. It's not because you turned over a new leaf. It's because you said, Jesus, you paid my price. I accept what you have done for me. Now listen, I know there's young people here, and I want you to hear this. You may think all your life, oh, I've heard all of this. But I want you to understand, God is recording everything about you. He already knows what your life's going to be down the road. He knows, DJ said it, he knows what your future is. He knows what your hurts are going to be down the road. But God has already recorded you. And he's recorded you in his will. And he wants you to be in his will. And he wants you to be in his book. Now let me tell you something. I believe you're in the book. But I want you to understand, you can remove, get removed from the book. You say, oh, that's terrible. There's whole religions that don't believe that. But I'm going to tell you something. This Bible tells me different. And I'll read that to you in a little bit. He goes on to say, verse 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. And this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believes on the Son of God hath a witness in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar, because he hath believed not the record that God gave his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in who? His Son. I may say, I, you know what, Ken, that just gets clearer and clearer every time I read it. I just feel like, you know what, God already said it. I am telling you, I'm the witness to say this is the way it is. Believe it, because it's true. Then he said in verse 12, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Revelation 1. First chapter of Revelation. I want to read a couple verses out of there. It says, Jesus is Jesus talking. And he says, talking to John the Revelator. Listen to what he says to him. 
saying I, verse 11, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Thyatira, whatever you call it, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Now, what, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the book of Revelation. I'm talking about John was told to write what he sees. How many of you knows John was in a, in a, on the Isle of Patmos? He got a vision. He got a vision, and he was receiving this vision, and Christ came before him. It was the words of the, of the Heavenly Father. It was the words of his Son. But he's telling them what's coming. And you know what? He wasn't telling them just for them. He was telling you, you and I what's coming. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Jesus has revealed something to him that you and I need to hear. And on down in verse 19, he said, Write the things that thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. So he's telling you, write what has happened, what, write what is happening, and write what is going to happen, because I'm going to give it to you. How I many here's what I'm saying? Did you know every book in the Bible is inspired by God? Do you know every writer that wrote it down didn't write it on saying, boy, you know, I'm just a great writer. I'll just write a book. No, I'll just write what my story is. I'll tell you that even the four Gospels might have been their look at it, might have been their bit, but God's the one that inspired what happened. They wrote it down in just exactly how God wanted them to write it. Sometimes I would look through the Gospels, sometimes all four of them would say the same thing about a subject or about a, a story. Sometimes one of them would leave that whole story out. Three of them would tell about it. Maybe two of them would tell about it. But can I tell you something other? God was feeding what he needed to feed for the people that they would stand before and for you and I to gather it together. Aren't you glad there's four Gospels? I'm glad there's not three. I like the witness. Aren't you glad there's more than one Christian in, the life, in this life? Aren't you glad there's more Christians when you come to church? Guess what you get done? You get around the influence of I need to live right, I need to walk right, I need to do right. When you stay out, guess what? The enemy is going to talk to you. And the world's going to bid for you. And the Satan and your friends are going to draw you away. If you make up your mind, I'm going with him. Remember this. He wrote your name down in the Lamb Book of Life. And he's watching you every move. Not, not with a stick to whack you on the head. No. He's going to love you. He's going to encourage you. He's going to bring you to places that you thought, I don't know what I'm doing here. God, I'm confused. I'm lost. Lord, help me. I don't understand what I'm doing. I've been before things that I thought I'd never do. But then I would stand there and I'd say, God, you brought me this far. You're going to take me through this. You're going to have to help me through this. I don't know how, it, how to handle it without you. Praise God. There's a scripture I wrote down this morning. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, 
and it shall prosper in the thing whereof I sent it. How many knows God sends forth his word for the purpose to take care of you and I? Praise God. It's his word, not my word. Boy, I could stand up here and write down, I could tell you, I'm going to accomplish this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to write me books. My wife was telling me, sometimes you turn on ministries, and that's all they got is how many books they wrote. And they got to tell you they're going to they're gonna write a new one about this and this. And I'm thinking to myself, where is your time in the word of God? Where, not them, but where is our time? The people that's buying these books. Where is your time before God? Where is your time to say, Lord, I want to know who you are. Lord, you that didn't put this on a shelf too high for me, you wrote this down for me to love it, for me to be seeking and searching for you. Do you like to hear from God? Or does he just make you nervous? Do you come into the house of God and get real good and nervous? I hope you do if you're not living right. Because I want you to find that Jesus loves you. And he wants to walk with you and talk with you. And you know what? He wants to encourage you to cry out inside of you, Lord, I just want to be your child. Use me, Lord, wherever you can use me. That's what God's waiting to hear. Lord, I know I'm not good enough, but you were good enough. You came and paid for me. Should I ignore what he did? Should I ignore God's plan? Should I ignore God's word? Should I ignore the record that's in heaven? The book that's written? Take my chances? No. I'm to do what God said do. I'm to bring myself to him. Not part of me, all of me. Lord, I need you. I needed you as a young kid when I got saved. I needed you when I got married. I needed you raising kids. I needed you uh, watching my kids leave the house. I needed you in my job. I needed you everywhere I go. How many knows you need him? If you don't realize that today, I want you to understand, you need him. He's writing your book. Mom can't write your biography. And most of them would have to leave out all those bad things. You know, David was a great man, great man of God. He's a man after God's heart, but God wrote down the faults of David. So you and I would know. So great King David had faults. Some of them's embarrassing. Like I said before, they wouldn't, most churches allow him to come in and sit down with all those things that he had done wrong. But God has a plan to rescue, to restore you and I. Praise God. I'm about done. Revelation 3, 5. Listen to this. Jesus is talking to the churches. He gave this to John. I want you to hear it. He said to the, to the Sardis church, listen, Christian, listen to what this says to you. He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Listen, do you hear what I'm saying? For you that overcomes, 
You give up and you quit living for God and you walk away and then you say, oh, I'm locked in. Don't worry. I'm going to heaven anyway. It doesn't matter if I have sin or not. I'm still going to heaven. I'm going to tell you something. Get off of that. Don't let the enemy lie to you. It says here, and that ain't my words, it's his words. He's writing to the church. And he says, I will blot out his name out of the book of life. If your name ain't in the book of life, you're in trouble. You hear what I'm telling you? There's only one book that you need to sign. You could sign the book here to belong to this church if you'd like. Supposed to do that if you vote. We got voting coming up. But can I tell you something, other? That ain't going to save you at all. Your salvation's in him. Get your name written down in his book. And then hold on to that. Lord, you have power of life and death. Choose life. Are you going to choose life today? Are you going to ignore this book, this great book that's been written? You going to ignore that book? Back in Daniel 7. I'm almost done. Matthew, you can come on back up. Daniel 7, it says this. I'm just going to read a couple verses. I beheld till the thrones were cast down. Listen to this, Christian, because I'm going to tell you something. I don't care who you are in this life. America needs to set up and listen to these verses because God had them written down, inspired by God. Daniel wrote these from something way back to up to this day. Now I want you to hear what he says. He says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, hair, the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued out and came forth before him. Thousands and thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousands times ten thousand stood before him. Now listen to this, what I want you to hear. Judgment was set. Listen. Judgment was set, and the books were opened. Was that, sent, was that word sent by God? Yes, it was. What's he talking about, books? One of them's the book of life. What's the other books? It's your life. It's the recording of everything God has. Every time God has reached out to you. If it's not under the blood, you're in trouble. Can I tell you, I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm not trying to put you down. I'm trying to tell you, come to Jesus while you have opportunity. The books are going to be opened. And all those, its name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, shall be cast into hell. Do you listen to what I'm telling you? Because I'm not going to whitewash it no more. It's the truth. I don't understand all the timings of every battle that's coming, of every judgment that's coming, but I know what Daniel wrote. The books will be opened. In Revelation 20, back to where John was writing, verse 12, he said, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. This is the white throne judgment. And books were opened, and another book was opened, and which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. 
and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not, listen to this, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. How many knows? This is a confirmation of what Daniel wrote. John was giving it to him again. The day is coming. You might look at John and say that was 2,000 years ago. I think he was around 95 A.D. They estimate when he wrote this. So it's been 2,000 years. And you may say John was updating what Daniel had wrote back in, what, 60-something, five, five, close to 600 B.C. But can you understand? God had it written. Not just there. Other places throughout the Bible, God has it written. Here's the warning to America. Here's the warning to all those that don't want to hear the true gospel. Because we got a lot of them today. It says, for I testify, this is Revelation 22, 18. For I testify to every man that heareth the words of this prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God will add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. I don't want to be removed from God's book. I don't want to be removed from standing before him because I don't have nothing to stand before him of some great credits. I'm not trying to earn my way to get to heaven. I'm only coming following Jesus. He paid my price. He sits at the right hand of the Father. He still is interceding for you and I. He's still saying, I want that child. He's mine. And every devil in hell, the first thing you got to understand, when you give your heart to God, enemy's going to fight you. He's fighting for your ground. He wants you back. You say, I can't do this. No, you can't. Only in Jesus can you do it. Only staying in love with him can you do it. When he sees me, does he see the blood of the lamb? You know there's only one way I can get my name written in the lamb's book of life and it be sure Keep the blood applied. Keep the Holy Spirit in my life. Keep believing this gospel truth that's straight and narrow way and walking it. Oh, the world wants to give you everything in the world. I'm so happy the Bengals won. Ain't you happy the Bengals won? We have been so disappointed so many times, but can I tell you something? You know how many times we've came in here disappointed, but we went right on worshiping God. Can I tell you something? We're going to worship God because whatever, if God sends us beautiful snow today, can I tell you something? That's greater than the Bengals winning. I know you don't want to hear it. I wanted them to win too. I smiled real big. But can I tell you something? I'm happier about my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life.
Aren't you happy that you belong to him? Aren't you happy that in spite of who you are, he loved me and he came after me? I want you to know he's coming after you. That's our call, Christian. Bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the face of someone that don't know him. Don't you know he grieves for every soul? He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And if you ain't coming to repentance today, you need to come. And you need to remember all the life that you live, no matter what happens, no matter who you marry. You know what? We make a thousand mistakes, us people, Christians too. But God can take every mistake he can clean it up and put you right back on that path because he loves you so young people you know what you ain't going to marry just exactly who mom and dad thinks that don't mean go ahead and marry them if they're bad you know better but I'll still tell you I'll still tell you keep your life and you and your wife's life you and your love keep them before God he can be trusted He's got plans. Praise God. Everyone stand, if you will. While they sing a song, if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you're not ready to go home, you're not ready if He calls, because He will call. He may call us all soon together. We may be leaving here sooner than you think. But I know this, your life, you're heading to the day when you stand before God. And he's going to turn. And he don't have a problem looking at the book. He wrote the book. And he knows he wants to forgive. He wants to bring grace and mercy to your life. He wants your life to be a blessing, not a cursing. But bring yourself to Him now while you have opportunity. Listen to the voice of God. You ain't never going to please mom and dad. You ain't never going to please your wife, your husband, or whoever. But please Him, and He'll work all things out. Praise God. While they sing.
There was another song written years ago, and it was, I read the back of the book and we win. Praise God. See, you can read this whole book and know that's God's word. I believe the word of God, this word of God, is going to be there on judgment day. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that make you want to read it? Don't it make you want to know who he is? Don't it want to make you want to know that all these examples that you read about, don't you know that they can lift you up out of your problems? You know, I read about Jonah and the whale as a little kid. All them years I heard about Jonah and the whale, and they argue about whether God could make a whale. But you know what? God can make it rain uphill if he wants to. He can make it rain up. He can do all kinds of stuff if he wants to show off, but he does. But he made Jonah and the whale. But that wasn't about a little kid's story. That was about a rebellious prophet, a prophet that decided, I don't want to be forgive, forgive those people. I don't want to go preach to those people. You know what? Everything in there is an example for you and I. Everything in there, God written, has written it down to help you and I to walk this walk. One place it says, uh, he told them, you read all these words, and they all end up speaking of Christ. You think you have eternal life just reading the words? No, they'll point you to Jesus. That's what he's saying. They'll point you to the one that is the witness inside of you. Praise God. I read the back of the book, We Win. I remember that song years ago. You know what? I ain't nobody. Randy, I don't deserve to win. But I'm going to stand on Jesus' side. Who's on the Lord's side? What do you choose today? Do you choose to live for him or do you choose to fight for the world? Let's just make America better. Let's just pass a few laws to stop this homosexuals and abortions. And, you know, God will be pleased and he'll just go and bless us. Let us do what we want. That ain't what God's doing. We're not home yet, children. We're not home. We got a home to go to. And you know what? Mom and dad can't give you that home. That comes by you choosing him you choose him you'll be a better christian young people you'll be a better christian than i was you'll walk better than i walk some of you are awful smart praise god use all that smarts to know who jesus is know who he is love him say lord i don't never want to disappoint you i don't never want to do anything to disappoint you I just want to be obedient. And I want to stand where you tell me to stand. Not on what man thinks or what somebody else thinks, but what you think, Lord. Praise God. I thank you for your patience today.